This is Jeffrey Aaron. It was perhaps inevitable that the swift and dramatic response of air cargo during 2020 and 2021 has offered logistics dividend celebrity as a glamour industry. Even Boeing is selling freighters now, having announced the December surprise a week or so ago of UPS reportedly buying 160 new B-767 freighters. Well, I guess they're new and used B-767 freighters, but that's a lot of airplanes, billions of dollars worth of airplanes. UPS has often arrived at Boeing's door on a white horse and in some cases even saved the day like once when Big Brown bought a couple of B747 8Fs that we recall kept that production line open. Well, you could hear the sigh. I recall we were at a trade show all the way from Seattle when that order was announced at the end of a trade show. Well, right now, an assortment of crystal ball gazers whose official positions presumably endow them with a rare divinatory powers are poring over results from 2021. Flushed by the cargo industry's recent impressive advances, well-regarded personalities emboldened by growth rate statistics and swept up in the excitement of chatting up cargo while strapped in first class, that's the cargo I mean, have donned the conical hat of a seer, predicting the phenomenal growth for air cargo. Well, there's one guy that is both feet on the ground doing things long as I've known him, and that's over 50 years. His name is Bill Bosch, and he's been a common sense guy in the throng. He's a tough customer. He knows the business. He's held all the top positions. So we ask him, what's up? We know him from the early days at Seaboard World and Pan Am Clipper Cargo. He served as the American Airlines cargo president, brought that airline out. He worked for Bob Crandall. He was a logistics specialist at Operation Iraqi Freedom, where he was recognized by the U.S. Medal of Freedom for his dedication and service, and most recently as a key player at Operation Warp Speed. So this guy knows his stuff. For Air Cargo 2021, he said, that was the year of change. The virus catalyzed the air cargo and freighters into the limelight. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at Pay Cargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, Pay Cargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. Pay Cargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the Pay Cargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the Pay Cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how Pay Cargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. 
and tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. While that has been continuing, air passengers are slowly coming back in fits and starts, and hence the belly capacity that normally accounts for about 60 to 70% of overall air cargo has been slow to recover. At the same time, the various COVID-19 attacks have altered consumer purchasing patterns from retail brick-and-mortar stores to internet as millions have migrated to online shopping, giving dramatic rise to cargo companies like Amazon, FedEx, and UPS. Well, that was the bright side for 2021. But like Star Wars, a dark force is at work here at the same time. Air cargo freighters are expensive to operate, driving rates upward. At the same time, many old line retail companies have gone out of business, while others have had to reduce their numbers of retail operators, Bill said, as people have stopped going to work for fear of becoming sick. That situation continues, not helped much by the government's ongoing compensation offerings, replacing paying jobs that over time has had the net effect of weakening several countries' economies. The passenger airlines continue to suffer despite governments who were already not subsidizing them, continuing to provide financial assistance to keep them alive. The big question is not what nor why 2021 happened, but what will happen to air cargo and freighters ahead during 2022 and 2025? My holiday wish for everyone is that whatever lies ahead helps promote world peace so that our children and grandchildren live a life in a safe and prosperous world. That's Bill Bosch, President and CEO of Cargo Logistics Solutions. Flying Talkers 2021, brought to you today by the people of ATC. From Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's Extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. This is Jeffrey Arend. We have a big, wide, wonderful air cargo industry worldwide, airline business worldwide, transportation business, 
however you want to describe what it is we do, we do it well all over the world. Every aspect of our business is filled with wonderful people. So I just want to take a minute here and remember everybody that lost somebody for the past couple of years. I don't know, I think we haven't smoked that demon out of the woods yet. They're coming up with new ideas of ways we're going to combat this thing and pills and this and that and something else. I'm driving down a holiday street in New York now and there are literally hundreds of people online. And I'm wondering, what the hell are they waiting for? To find out they've still got COVID after they've gotten three shots and a flu shot and maybe they got to line up for some more? So, I mean, the hell with talking about going to a trade show and going and doing anything else in the next couple of months. It looks like we're going to be stuck where we are unless some of us, more adventuresome of us, just decide the hell with it. They're going to go out and leave their life and see where that leads them. People are canceling weddings. People are canceling New Year's Eve parties. I don't know if they're going to get together in Times Square in a couple of nights for the New Year's Eve party. That could go down the tubes as well. Well, you know what? I want to remember some people. I want to remember the people that were here that are no longer here. I've been writing a lot of obituaries. I don't think I've ever written that many obituaries in my life. And I haven't been writing for a couple of days, and it almost feels like a relief. But then I thought to myself, what about your best friend? He died on April 19th. This is what I wrote for him. But I dedicate that not only to him, and his wonderful family, and the comp- his company that he's taken to the moon in terms of its business, Emotrans. I dedicate it to everybody who lost somebody. I have the same feeling in my heart for everyone at this point. It's completely universal in my mind. We've lost so many people. It's like we have a lull in our life. You know, you just you think about what you were doing a couple of years ago, or even six months ago. So I've been thinking about my best friend, Joe Frigger, the chairman of Emotrans, who died on April 19th. It happens especially when I have some hot news or ideas to share, but especially a joke to relate that might unlock his very, very wry sense of humor. So Joe, here is a perfect joke. It was told by David Letterman. That's for you, Joe, wherever you are. I was on the street the other day, and I saw a garbage truck, and on the back of the garbage truck there was a small sign that said, Please, do not follow too closely. Now, there goes another one of life's simple pleasures ruined by meddling bureaucracy. Remember the old days when Dad would pile the kids in the station wagon and we'd all go out and follow a garbage truck? When I received the call from Connie Ash that Joe had passed, it was like the world just stopped. Now, nine months later to the day, on December 19th, I was thinking the year is ending, a new one is about to begin, and despite repeated setbacks with the COVID, the beat is picking up a bit. I think about our time together, our lives well-lived with memories shared, that will live in my heart forever. How I treasure and am thankful for those times with the four of us, Sabiha, Karen, Joe, 
and me at my son Jeffrey's wedding, at Joe and Karen's grandchildren's birthday parties, the places around the world we visited via the annual Emotrans meetings and when we traveled together, and also the late nightcaps at the bar where sometimes barely a word was spoken, no need to even talk. For 25 years, Joachim Joe Frigger was an inspiration of my life and thankfully also a dear, close, respected friend. In our case, we never had a cross word. Joe simply would not allow anything, no matter what, including the drama of the moment, to allow things ever to get out of hand. The reasoned approach, the long vision, Joe was a real-life cool hand Luke. I've known maybe one other person in my life with the uncanny ability that Joe Frigger possessed. Without a warm-up or warning, you could drop him in any situation and Joe would know exactly what to do. That is so rare to see, and he was so special. I miss him so much that I'm struggling to find the right words for my emotions. We had a business partnership for sure, but the overwhelming memory that shall live in my heart forever is that Joe was my friend, and we could be together on a moment's notice and pick up conversations from two or six months or a week before, and we would laugh and we'd take it from there enjoying each other's company. I've been thinking about male friendship. In its purest form, where all you have to do is be there and let the dialogue unravel, the loss of Joe and realizing that he is gone is in one sense almost unbearable. So allow me a few minutes to talk about something I've learned about male friendship. First, as a place setting, these words from journalist Ezra Klein, quote, men have fewer friends than women. And as we get older, we have fewer and fewer and fewer friends. Some of us have no friends at all, and the resulting loneliness becomes a huge health risk. It's a quote. So who knew Joe was good for your health? The health factor never really surfaced, so there was no build afoot. Joe's wry sense of humor and ability to deliver a double entendre was simply unmatched. I thought about these things a while ago had an acquaintance of an Australian toward the end of the last century named Jeremy at LaGuardia Airport. He was the last manager there for Eastern Airlines, although I understand Eastern is coming back under another name or has come back a couple of times. But, I mean, Eddie Rickenbacker's Eastern Airlines. He was the last guy as the manager there. I learned from Jeremy that the matey, blokey references between men from down under were born in the frontier culture of that country when people had to stick together to win a war for survival. What's clear is that unless you're at war, friendship is something different, something extra, a level of soul contact that mateship simply does not achieve. I am so thankful that I was lucky enough to be a friend of Joe Frigger's. To Joe, I think you speak to us even now saying all is well, and having slipped the surly bonds of this mortal coil, you're now telling us that it's all right. Well, Joe, it's not all right. We miss you. We miss you badly. Have you read the words your colleagues have written? Can you hear us now? Here are some words from the poet Walt Whitman that I think capture Joe's memory. I depart as air. I shake my white locks at the runaway sun. 
I effuse my flesh in eddies and I drift it in lacy jags. I bequeath myself to the dirt to grow from the grass I love. If you want to see me again, look for me under your boot soles. You'll hardly know who I am or what I mean, but I shall be good health to you nevertheless and filter and fiber your blood. Failing to fetch me at first, keep encouraged. Missing me one place, search another. I stop somewhere waiting for you. So missing you, Joe, one place we search another and hope he shall be good health to us nevertheless. All we need to do is raise his name. Joe was a natural born leader and he knew everything he did, wherever he was, including in the most pastoral parts of Germany. He knew what to do having been born there in a time in its history that was all but simple in 1940. In a restaurant near the water in Freeport, Long Island, New York, a large group gathered on Joe's 81st birthday. And as one, hearts were lifted celebrating Joe that he might rest in peace and comfort with the love and mercy he so richly deserves. Hemotrans, at 50 years in business, continues its journey in 2021 into 2022 as a vibrant, growing company. With Karen Frigger now as CEO with 250 offices in 120 countries, Emo continues to deliver the personalized service that Joe demanded of a privately held company with the robust infrastructure of a multinational leader. You tell this story and you recall this unassuming, truly great builder and dreamer of transportation, it's also relating what's best about our logistics industry. Happy New Year, Joe, wherever you are. This is Jeffrey Aaron. And for your time, this time, until next time, be good to each other, will you? We'll see you along the trail. And keep them flying. Air cargo. Goodbye.